All right, guys, we are live. Last Stop Waterfowl Outdoors podcast. Today is May 26th, and we are back in the studio tonight. We are actually trying new software tonight, guys, so hopefully this all comes through uh, with good sound quality for you guys. And I'm excited this week, I have to admit, uh, because we have some guests on the show with us this week. Um, and we're going to be talking fishing as we've been doing over the last several episodes, guys. So really looking forward, like I said, to this week, having some guests on the show with us. I think you guys are going to enjoy them. And uh, for those of you who are streaming, watching this, this is our first video stream that we've done on our Last Stop Waterfowl Outdoors podcast. And uh, and one of our guests is already up to no good. He's trying to make us laugh. I can't so I just assume... Just as soon, go ahead and introduce you guys to the guests that we have on the show with us this week. In the top corner, Mr. Jared Hughes. Jared, welcome that to the show. Me. We got Mr. Jackson Robery on the show with us that you guys are familiar Hi. with on, on here at Last Stop Waterfowl Outdoors podcast. And the very talented, very handsome, and very funny Mr. Travis Laurent from Gonzales, Louisiana. What's going on, guys? Welcome to the show this week. What's up, buddy? How's everybody What's doing? That, man? Oh, man. Surviving. Kind of th throws me off. That. My camera's off over here to the left, so I have to, like. You have to kind of focus in on where you are? <laughs> yeah, I can't just put my hand in front of me because it's like. You're looking good. You're looking good. Let me, know yeah. if I let me know if I need to freshen up my makeup. It's only, it's only thousands of viewers that are going to be watching you on YouTube, so don't worry about oh, it. Man. That's that's an absolute rookie mistake. Rookie, absolute rookie mistake. That's right. That's right. So, Travis, uh, we had to wait for you tonight on the show. We're going to just go ahead and throw that out there and kick you under the bus from <laughs> little, the get-go. Little badass uh, kids. Looks like family life interfered a little bit with you tonight. Tell tell everybody listening how your, your evening is going, buddy. Well... My daughter right now is fishing a fit because she don't want to watch Paw Patrol, but my son wants to watch Paw Patrol. So it's a constant battle of who's pleased, <laughs> and if she ain't pleased, nobody's pleased. So yes, yeah, been there uh, before. My poor, my poor wife is in there right now, and uh, I said, "Look, Jake, and me, sorry, gotta go." So gotta go. Yeah. Gotta go. But I appreciate that. I appreciate what you did. You sacrificed that. Absolutely. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad you had me on, man. Bad once you get on once we wrap this show up. That's right. Yeah, that's hopefully. right. Well, guys, uh that's right. Jared, what's going on in, with you, buddy? Uh so Jared, Jared Hughes, Jared, you reside where in Louisiana to let everybody know. I live in the great town of parks right between st martinville and bro bridge <clears throat> what i see so you making that now in kunas country for yeah i'm in kunas country what what's wrong travis <laughs> i see you making that stink is, face. Is, is, is there a wall is there is a walmart there i have a walmart in bro bridge <laughs> which is literally five minutes oh uh, okay house. yeah oh okay i just make it sure I mean, I don't have to paddle. <laughs> Big <my> time. <laughs> yeah, that metropolis of parks. 
It's huge, man. A Giant. whopping population yeah, of a, three people. Yeah, I have a Walmart and a Dollar General. Sorry. We have two Dollar Generals. So, oh, three. Big time. Three. Three. Big time. Big time. That's actually called progress and expansion, Travis. Hey, man. Hey, I understand. That's what it hey, is yep. at Dollar Tree or Dollar General. Since, since, since I moved over here, the place has started booming, so. <laughs> I like it. I like that. I, I have to agree with that. And for those of you who are listening to Katie area, you, you heard it here first on Last Stop Waterfowl Outdoors podcast. Uh, since Jared Hughes moved to your area, you could thank him for the booming economy. You're welcome. You're welcome. So, guys, what's going, what's going on? Let's talk weather. What is going on with the weather lately here in Louisiana? I mean, it's like it's hurricane season. We talked about that on the show uh, last week. But – I mean, what's going on with Mother Nature this year? Is she mad at everybody? She's she just really wet, apparently. She wants to put some moisture everywhere, man. It is what it is. You know? uh, she won't stop. Can't even cut my grass, much less launch my boat. It's a boat launch. So, you know, everything's flooding. Yeah, but I've it's known cool you for a while. You, yeah. That's right. Yeah, I've known you for a while, and you like it wet. So you're probably not uh not too disappointed with the wetness out here. We've been getting. No, 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 no. Good. How about how about you, Jerry? You like it wet? You like the wet weather, or or what we what we deal with on a what's our <laughs> preference? Man, I I don't know. It's too wet to cut grass, but at least it's not hot. So I I can deal with it. It's not as yeah. hot as it normally is, so I can I can deal with it. Yeah, I have to say we've been blessed with the with the temperatures. They've been pretty good, so that's that's a good thing. So, but uh, but man, a lot going on, guys. Uh, and tonight's topic, just so we get to the topic that we're going to be discussing tonight, after a couple of uh key points that that popped up this week that I'd like to discuss with you guys, but. We're going to be talking, like I said, fishing and tackle. And Travis, you and I had a conversation on the phone a couple of weeks back about that. You had me damn near in tears. I was laughing so hard. And uh, the, tonight's there. tonight's topic we're going to be talking about is expensive equipment makes you a better angler or does it? So that's something we're going to break down a little bit later in the show. Um, but – I do want to I do want to throw out a couple of things that you guys may have heard about that made some some news in the fishing industry this week and and some uh, something that's uh, near and dear to my heart being in a marine business and uh, I don't know if you guys heard but Ranger Boats as many of you know uh, you know they moved their aluminum plant last year to Missouri where uh, you know White River Marine or what I like to call Johnny World Johnny Morse. Uh, world is located at and they kept the fiberglass in flipping Arkansas where it's always been and the saltwater and bass side of the fiberglass business was in flipping Arkansas well just this past week they announced that Ranger is going to be moving the saltwater fiberglass line to North Carolina so they are once again kind of breaking up the, the whole flipping nucleus that they've had for years, and they're moving their saltwater fiberglass to North Carolina. Did you guys hear about that at all in the headlines? Dude, I've been so out of it, bro. That, that's you. I knew something was going on, but uh, now that I know from the man, 
That's crazy. Yeah, man. That, that's it. Just Jared, you've had experience in the boat business. I mean, is that something that surprises you, or did you know about the news that broke this week? I didn't know about it, but the way Johnny Morse has been doing things the last couple of years since he acquired Cabela's and you know those lines, it it doesn't surprise me. Um, I don't know why he would do that, but I mean, it it's not really surprising because he seems to be changing a lot of things up for whatever reason that might be. Only I think only business, he knows business, baby. Business. business. I I don't know. I think I think operating business, costs flipping and flipping Arkansas would probably be a lot lower than than North Carolina, but well. I don't know. I, I agree with both sides that y'all make there, both, both points. Uh, obviously, it's got to be a business decision. It's all about the bottom dollar. Y'all know that. Uh, we've been in the outdoor industry before. Uh, that's typically what it boils down to. So there's not a whole lot of information, but they did give a quotation saying no jobs would be lost. So I find that kind of interesting, you know, to see but how that's going to turn out because that's always seems to be the case whenever we went through – the whole buyout with Cabela's and the, the whole buyout when they bought Ranger and all that type of stuff. And, and you know, in all fairness, guys, John and Morris, you always hear his name thrown around. He gets a lot of the, a lot of the uh, negative, negative comments that come out of these, these big mergers and buyouts. But at the end of the day, let's, we can't forget, he has a team around him that's pulling these strings and making these decisions. He may be overseeing it at some point, but – he has a team around him that's made them a very successful organization and company. And, yeah. you know, it seems like he, he, he tends to pull the right strings at most times and, uh, or, or his company and the people, his officials that are in charge of the company. So I could, I could guarantee you it's a move that's probably going to end up being a, a good financial decision. I'm sure for them now, how it's going to affect the consumers and the employees that's yet to be seen, you know, so, oh, I'm I'm sure it's gonna gonna benefit. I mean, but just last year with the tracker off road stuff, I mean, that was very groundbreaking, kind of threw everybody for a loop. But a year later, you know, it seems to be doing just fine. They've I'm sure they've had some adjustments that they had to make within the last year since they, you know, released that line of product. But it seems to be moving along just well. Yeah. Yeah, it has. That's that's a part of their business that has really surprised me. I have to admit, they now you know, Jared, they put a they put a lot of marketing dollars into it. So that they, is true. They have done that. I have to say, they did that really well. But, um, go ahead, Travis. But but they also, I mean, you look at just this past year. I mean, you have a, uh, you know, they're probably saving a bunch of you know, say say money. But time and money, because I mean they don't, they don't have the near amount of pros running boats as they used to. You know, everybody's a switch. You know, switch boats this year. I mean, I can call one hand people that you know I follow that still run a Ranger or you know Foster. You know, so uh, you know it's actually it's a it's a business, probably business move. They they're a successful business, obviously. so they have a reason they're doing things, you know. Uh, but you know, a lot of people. I mean, that's what you hear throughout the bass fishing world, at least. Is why they might be break ranger, this and that, this and that, you know. And obviously, they're taking their 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 business model a different way. 
Yeah. Well, I think that's very fair to say, you know, and, and, and I know your point is, you know, that's, that's made some national headlines lately is that, you know, they, you don't see nearly the range of boat pros that you did before. And, and at the end of the day, that all, that's a whole different side of their business that, you know, it, it's money involved in that as well. And you can't blame the pros for making moves because they're going to go where the money's at and you can't blame them for scaling back on it, I guess if they're looking to maybe take their business model a different route. So, you know, it goes both ways. And, and I, I get that side of it. Yeah, they may, they may see that it's – it's they, they don't need that extra marketing pitch where pros, you know, are using their boat and stuff anymore. Because, I mean, they have, like you said, you got the whole, you know, you got the aluminums now that are just – that you see one every, everywhere you go, you know. So it's like they have – Commodities where they're going to be able to sell quicker than you know a five twenty five twenty one range. Yeah, definitely, definitely so. Well, some other news that they made this week on that subject is that uh, I don't know if you guys heard this either, but they actually he went out and bought Hatteras yachts this past week. So White River Marine, which owns Ranger, Trident, Tracker, all the brands that we are also familiar with. Uh, Hatteras Yachts has been a company that's been in business for many years in the big boat industry. And uh, White River Marine and Johnny Morris's company went out and purchased Hatteras Yachts this week. So in my business, it looks like I could be selling yachts in the near future. So that'll be that'll be quite interesting to see if that uh, hey. unfolds for me. Hey, bro. You need you need to get a, a yacht to demo. We can park it in Alabama and just sleep in it there in the <laughs> season. Yeah, we could. That would be a hell of a duck camp we could use what? during duck season. Or Travis will take it out to Lake Maripal in the summertime. The kids could come. Why not? Becca, Amy, Jackson, and stick, Hudson. Stick that, stick that stuff on the sandbar. Why That's not? right. We'll get on the sandbar. Jackson, what you think? You'd be okay with a yacht that we we put out in Lake Maripal this summer? We could go hang out on. Yes. Yeah, Jackson said yes. Simple yes, yes. So yeah, guys, that that's some news that, that broke this week. Summer can put on a, a string. I don't know if they make a long enough trolling motor for that. What you think about a one one twelve Altrex? What what, what so, at least at, a seventy two inch shaft, what, huh? At, at least an eighty shit. At least an eighty. <laughs> at least an eighty. And a few extra batteries to help run it, huh? Hand uh, and a, a, a hand a hand boot control motor. That's what you need. That yeah, there you go. There you go. That's all right. That's right. a rip, a rip tide, eighty inch rip tide with hand control. Drop it yeah. all the way to the bottom. That would work. I Lake Marpaul six feet deep. It's not real deep anyway. We'd be good. We'd be good. Get so hey, push. something else that I, I you know you guys listen to podcasts. Obviously, I listen to a lot of podcasts. That's why you know we were. Uh, you know, we started last I Fortify Outdoors podcast just because I felt that we had a lot to say here in Louisiana about the outdoors, and really nobody was doing it, to be honest with you. And uh, and I, I do listen to a lot of podcasts when I'm on the road a lot of times. You guys probably do too. But uh, I listened to something interesting this week on another podcast called Tackle Talk. Uh, I don't know if you guys have ever listened to it, but they had Bill Dance on, on as a guest which that was the, the host's idol growing up. Uh, I mean, what, what an honor to have Bill Dance. I have you two guys on the podcast or three guys on the podcast with me. I could have Bill Dance, but I'm not there yet. So 
I, I appreciate what I could get, and uh, and I appreciate you guys coming on. But the future goal is to have Bill dance on like you got me. That's talk. what you got. That's exactly <laughs> right. That's exactly right. Good yeah. entertainment is what I got. <laughs> and 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 fashionably late. That's right. But but something that caught my attention, Travis, you're gonna catch, you're gonna you're gonna like this, is that I did not know, but Bill Dance was telling a story about when he was when he was tournament fishing. Obviously, he was one of the big phenons. Uh, you know, whenever bass fishing was kicking off with bass and Ray Scott and all that stuff, and he he said that he was one of the original co-founders of Strike King Lores. Did you know that? Because I know you're a big fan, Travis, of Strike King. Yep. No, no. Bill Dance was no, no. one of the co-founders. It was two gentlemen that started Strike King Lures, and Bill Dance was one of the co-founders of Strike King. I, I, I said I have to tell Travis about that because he might not know that fact, and I thought that hey, was bro. pretty interesting to hear, you know? So, I but mean, it's it, it, nice to have that Strike King dancing eel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that dancing eel with that big tail. That dancing eel was popular, and, and yeah. one of the last – podcast you know we talked about hey man uh, i still got one in the pack i'll sell about 50 bucks yep those things you could probably get it for it right now there's collectors out there for that type of stuff now so but uh but yeah you know those those old school lures are so cool man and i was i was really surprised to hear him tell that story and he, he talked about how when he started losing motivation when he was fishing professionally he was winning and you know he, he started finding himself where he was losing motivation and uh, so much to the point that he referenced, he said he was fishing the Bassmaster Classic and they had to literally send a boat to his room to wake him up because he slept in on the day of the Bassmaster Classic. That's how <laughs> he was and non-motivated he was. So, I mean, you know, that's that's insane to think that, you know, but right. that's something that he but, talked about. But it, but it also you – know, also, like probably the time to where I mean, yeah, it was popular—not as popular, but you know, it was still just getting started to where it's like, oh, it's just a fish tournament now. It's like it's beyond belief if you go to the classic, you know. Like you don't sleep if you if you go into the classic. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I mean, any of us if we made the Bassmaster Classic, I I, I don't think I would sleep in. I, I, I you know, but. Like he he said, he had become so accustomed to winning tournaments and placing in tournaments, and he was just losing motivation, is what it was. And you know, uh, he just it wasn't as important to him as it was before. And he talked about how Roland Martin, he actually they, they got caught in a big downpour when they were practicing, and he was in his truck. He went to his truck, he got in the truck, and he was just trying to take shelter. And he said a guy comes running across the parking lot and just jumps in the truck with him, and it was Roland Martin. And they weren't real great friends. They didn't really know each other that well, he talked about. And uh, and just how that's kind of how they got to really hang out and become friends and know each other. And he said when he was losing that motivation, Roland Martin was the one guy that, that kind of helped get him back on track before he ended up retiring ultimately, you know. So it, it was pretty neat, man. I, I enjoyed listening to his story. And if, uh, if those of you who would be interested in listening, look it up. It's Tackle Talk. Uh, podcast, and it, you'll you'll see where they talk about uh, having guests build dance on the show. It's it's really an interesting story, so that's something you guys should go check out. But uh, but you know we talked we talked old tackle Travis and uh, and Jared and Jackson, and the point of this show is that we wanted to talk about expensive tackle versus budget tackle because nowadays 
Um, we really have options, man. We really have a lot of options. And Travis, you and I talked about it uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, you know, when I was coming up, I- I'm a little bit older than you guys are. Jackson, you, I'm a little bit older than you by a couple of years. But, uh, uh, but- I would hope so. <laughs> but, uh, you mean by like uh, a lot of years? Yes, by a lot of years. <laughs> I'm the old man in the group. Let's just say that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we, you know, back when I was coming up, guys, in the 80s and I started fishing and stuff like that a lot, uh, there wasn't there wasn't a whole lot of options out there. You had, like you were talking about, Travis, the dancing eels, and you had – you guys remember the helicopter lures on the infomercials that Roland Martin was putting out there or the flying lures? No, y'all even I'm not that old. You, you never heard of the flying lure or the helicopter lure? No, I heard of it. I never watched it on TV or yeah, well, commercials. <laughs> I'm assuming you're making fun of me here. Is what you're doing? <laughs> yeah, of course I do that. Jared, for all of y'all watching on video, Jared, I, I think Jared's in the refrigerator or trying to make no, a sandwich. Jared, Jared, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm, about, I'm actually. Look, bro, I told to you, get, rookie, absolute rookie. On the, on the, I'm, try, I'm trying to get logged into the computer over here because my phone is dying, and it is dying fast. So I'm trying to. Call in from uh, the computer, so y'all yeah, just you, bear with me. Well, well, well. If you would just put put, put your charger on into your phone, it might work. Oh, I, I got and headphones in my phone, Travis. Travis, I did ask him well, before see, we see. Look, you, look. You see these? They sell on Amazon. I'm not. Crazy. I don't have that big money like you. I don't know. He pulled oh, out that wallet a while ago. Hey, Jesus. don't let him fool you. He pulled that wallet out a while ago, and it was it was just it was thick. That wallet. Don't let him fool you, guys. So, oh, don't, oh look, don't worry. I'm gonna get in his ass later. Don't worry. <laughs> hey, that, okay. Like like I told you, that was business cards, Jacob. Business that was cards. business cards. That was yeah. business cards. Anybody needs an insurance quote, you need to get in touch with Jared. He's a a foreign bureau agent here in Louisiana. He can get, hook you up, guys, up with some boat insurance, or home insurance. Probably a little bit more other life insurance, that type of stuff. Yeah, holla, probably... holla at your boy. Our auto rates are on fire right now. On fire. Everything's on fire right we, now. If you got product, you're on fire. We will not be under That's probably why we got all this rain. <laughs> yeah, my, my rates are, are on fire. Mother Nature's trying to cool them off. That's right. So, Travis, on the, on the tackle, Jackson, on the tackle. Jackson's a young man getting started in fishing. If you were to give a young man some advice with getting into fishing and buying equipment, that's a big discussion nowadays that a lot of people have talked about, especially with youth anglers uh, coming into the sport because high school fishing's blown up so much, college fishing's blown up so much. If if you're giving advice to a youth angler, Travis – what are we? What advice are you giving a, a, the parent or the angler themselves as far as getting them a, a setup and getting them involved in acquiring their tackle to get them going? Uh, do you want the politically correct answer or the real answer? We want the real answer. We, we that's that, that's what the cool thing about hey, doing look, a podcast like look, this. I, look, I've been uh, you know. I've, <sighs> I've been because this is the high school stuff and they coming up, you know, talking to a bunch of other uh, guys that actually coach through high school and bring them out and you know, stuff like that. And, you know, see, 
you know, they tell me what kind of tackle and, you know, rod and wheels and kind of stuff they got. I'm like, they got, they got better shit than I do. You know what I'm saying? Like, and they, they don't even know how, they, they don't know how to cast it. You know? So, yeah. my, Jacob, I guess my, I, my thing is, you know, we, and like, probably like you, Jesus Christ, rookie, God. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm trying. I'm, wait, I'm waiting on you Jacob want, to add me. Can I continue, back, can I continue there? Yeah, you can continue. Go ahead. Oh, okay. I want to make sure you're all right. No, you're more than welcome. Keep talking. We're good. <laughs> so, uh, um, like, a bunch of these, from what I hear, there's like these high school kids, like, which is great that their parents want to invest in them because they enjoy fishing and, you know, fishing tournaments. That's that's pretty much what I you know I I am mostly towards tournament fishing. Regular fishing you can do whatever you want. You can buy you know, if you go pond fishing you don't need something fishing. But if you really want to get into tournament fishing and, and do that kind of stuff, uh, uh, but parents want to get them the, now. From what I understand, parents want to get them the best of the best. You know, yeah. uh, which is not exactly what I would do. I mean, that's like giving. I mean, that's like giving Jack. Uh, you know, he gets his life. His life. Jesus Christ! <laughs> For all of you listening, we're sorry. That's pull Jared. yourself together. <laughs> pull that yourself is Jared. together, bro. What's the technical difficulties? Can Can y'all hear me? Very tech savvy. I came late because I came prepared. Can you hear me? Yes or no? Yes. So okay. Okay, we're good. We're good. Yes, okay. we can hear you. Sorry, guys. Not that tech savvy. No. You good? You we're sure? Good. We're Gucci. Let's roll. Let's keep it rolling. You're so please that, continue, okay. Travis. So like, as I was saying, as I was saying, but if like say like Jackson, like, if, if for example, you know, when he gets his driver's license, we can go buy him a uh, twenty twenty one, you know, GMC, the you know Denali. Or you go go buy him a six seven thousand dollar truck so he can learn because he's going to run into something. He's going to hit something. He's learning how to drive. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's 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 almost the same concept that I'm that I could you know that I'm sure Jacob you understand like you start off with a with a dinger, you know you yep. dinger rods yep. and tackle and a, a hard case tackle box. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we're not going bad. Metal, going by metal back in <laughs> Okay, whatever, whatever. But that's what I'm saying. So, like, I think they're rushing these younger kids. Um, you know, if I see if I see a kid using the same rod I am, I mean, I, I mean, I got some expensive rod, real combos, and it's like I'm looking at him like he don't care about that. You know what I'm saying? So he don't know the he doesn't know the value. That I know he wants to fish. It's just it's fine, but you you've got to. I think, and that's just my opinion. You've got to start off with the crap and learn how to fish before you figure out. Okay, this rod's more sensitive. This reel casts further. You know, just those intricacies of like the truck. You learn how to stop and roll, stop and you know, and turn back and boat up. That's the kind of stuff you need to learn. Besides going full throttle, getting a fifty thousand dollar boat, and you know, ten 
how about working with the rod, real combos. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, That's a very good point. I mean, that, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, because, I mean, there's really no point yeah. in it. Say a twelve-year-old running around out there with a G Loomis rod and you know Shimano Metanium reel when they don't even—I mean, I, I grew up throwing an Ambassador, you know. I mean, they they don't have appreciation for for what that is that they're holding in their hands, like like you said. Yeah, and that's true. You know, it, it's it's uh, nowadays I find it's all about what they see because of the advertising. You do you do see the kids at a lot younger age. They're they're they think they have to have, you know, X brand or whatever it is that, that they see on TV. And, you know, they don't necessarily have to have that. And, and that's what I tell, you know, a lot of these young yeah. anglers that come in, yeah. they buy boats from us, you know, that type of stuff. And they'd say and how they're getting into fishing or we see a lot of parents come in and they'll buy their first boat. And Jared, you could attest to this when you were in the Marine, you know, side of it, you'll, you'll see parents come in and say, Hey, I have a child that's starting to fish high school fishing, you know, and I want to buy them, uh, you know, a nice boat to get into. But what tackle do you recommend that I buy for them or start out with? And we'll we'll give recommendations. And I tell them all the time. I say, look, you know, I think it's 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 imperative that you know you get them something that's quality, but you don't have to spend five hundred dollars on a rod and reel combo. You know, same same thing with a boat. You don't have to buy, start out buying a Phoenix bass boat or a Skeeter boat or Ranger or whatever it is. You know. You don't have to start out with that. Buy them a, a bass tracker, you know, an aluminum bass tracker or a G3 or whatever brand it is. And you could they could go out there and learn, first of all, how to operate a boat properly. You know, uh, Dude, how to... They got to they they pump the bulb. You know, they don't understand that kind of stuff. You know, like when they won't start, go pump the bulb. No kind of stuff. Like simple things. Yeah, they, they, they need a, they need a motor. That I think that's what they really mean. They, they need something that when it's cold outside, they actually got to work to get it to crank and, and keep it running. Not just sit down and turn a key with these, you know, automatic chokes and stuff that these 50, 60, you know, even $80,000 boats have. I mean, my first boat was a Bass America. I don't even know what year model it was. I mean, that thing, it, it was old with a, a Mercury. It wasn't even a Mercury engine. On. I don't even remember what it was, but it, it was finicky. You had to play one? with what a bass tracker with a i think jacob do you remember i had like a like a nissan or something like that on the back of my boat it was that was, ridiculous like a nissan 40 or so <laughs> that was the you one that was that? Like that weird yeah yeah that's the one. yeah that, uh uh one of the guys he, he told me i'm like i didn't even know they made one like that <laughs> yeah yeah yep so I, jackson I didn't, I didn't have a nissan i had a force it was a mercury force <laughs> That's what I had. I had a force on the back of my boat. The Mercury Force. That's one Mercury of the, the biggest POSs in the uh, history of outboard motors. But <laughs> it 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 did the job. You know, at the time, you didn't know no better. You know? You, and, you tell them, you telling me. I mean, I, it seems like every time I stepped foot in that boat, I had to figure out how to make something new work again. Yep. I mean, it just – I was constantly having to mess with the um, – Just like tonight? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, just like tonight, you know? <laughs> <laughs> just, just like, like tonight perfect, perfect example but because Absolute of those struggles I, because of those struggles i went through with that boat i was able you know to push through and get everything working tonight so you know it, it does pay to struggle at first does pay off so jackson you right. now have right. your Ladies first boat that's right 
Jackson, we're going to get you involved in here if you don't mind. You now have your first boat that you you got last year. We were able to get it for you. Tell tell the listeners that aren't familiar with you what 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 kind of boat or do you fish out of now? This is your you know Jackson's twelve years old. Uh, he's blessed to have this, and I tell him that all the time. And you guys could tell him that as well, I'm sure. But tell everybody what, what you fish out of now, Jackson. A little tiny John boat with a trolling motor on it. Yep, a little fifteen foot John boat with a trolling motor on it, which you you worked for to to kind of get it set up. And I was very proud of you when you did that. I have to be honest. But hey, at twelve years old, guys, would any of us have liked a, a fifteen foot aluminum John boat to fish out of? We would have all took it, probably, huh? As I mean, that's what I was fishing out of when I was twelve. And I don't even think I had a troll motor. Exactly I think I had, had a paddle. Yep. Paddle. That's what it yep. was. And then when you want to stop, you had to throw the anchor out. I didn't even have an anchor. So, I mean, you had it better than I did. That's your fault. You should have found one. Get now, Jackson. You, around it. What's that? I said just get a brick and tie a rope around it. That's right. You can make do with it, huh? So that's a good point, Jackson. That's that's a point right there. You don't have to have high dollar anchors and all that stuff to make it work. It's not like you have to have a power pole or anything like that on, on that rig to, to go catch fish. Because guys, if y'all ain't seen him, he's been posting some YouTube videos of some some toads he's been catching right here next to the house in, in our pond. We've been stocking it. So he's he's learning that he's definitely learning. But uh but yeah, no, you know, going back to the whole the whole tackle thing and, and Travis, we talked about that. Now, Travis, you you just got back not too long ago from where you fished a big a big federation tournament, correct? Oh, man. beautiful Kansas, baby. Oh, beautiful Kansas. And Jared, you can yeah. relate to Kansas right you, now. They don't have fish. No, well, give us the scoop, man. Tell us, tell us about, tell us what you were fishing. Where, obviously, we know you were in Kansas, but. Where were you fishing? What were you fishing? And uh, fill us in on, on how that went. Because, guys, for all of you who do not know, Jared and Travis came up through the college ranks fishing. That y'all, y'all both, with college fishing being as big as it is nowadays, you guys were two of the the you know when it got off the ground, it was it wasn't quite as big as it is now. Uh, you guys were some of the first anglers at Louisiana State University, LSU here in Baton Rouge. To go out and uh, and kind of get that that program jump started and, uh, and and get it going to what it is today. So you guys are some of the OGs. Hey, bro, I'm the original, bro. I'm gonna let you know that right now. Godfather, often it's imitated, Godfather. never duplicated. That's right. That's right. Yeah, Travis, you were actually on the first team, correct? Yeah, I think Travis was uh, was there a few years before I got there. And how, how, I mean, for everybody that's looking at their son getting into it, I mean, how was that experience, man? I mean, that had to be pretty cool, huh? Yeah, I mean, it was different for me because I still hadn't really fished that many tournaments and stuff like that. You know, I got into probably about two years before that, get into like tournament fishing and stuff. So, especially if you guys, you know, LSU, you want to go, you know, start a fishing team because uh, I think the first, College that we college tournament we fished was uh, I think it was from an FLW. It was like the first ever FLW college tournament down in Falcon Lake. 
that's what it was. And, uh, you know, that was, I mean, I drove, I drove all the way to the Mexican border <laughs> to go fish a lake I've never been to. So that was definitely different. At what, the, uh, the ripe age of 19 or 18? <clears throat> well, I wasn't able to drink then. So, yeah, probably around that. Yeah. yeah. Now, Jared, what about you, man? How, how did you get involved in, in college fishing and what was that experience like for you? I mean, kind of, kind of similar to, to Travis. I think I started fishing cap, the Capital City circuit out of Baton Rouge uh, sophomore year in high school. So when I got to LSU, that would have been my third uh, season fishing tournaments. And matter of fact, the the year I got on the team was the first year that FLW didn't require um, a maximum of two boats per school with a 50 boat field like they, uh, like they originally had it. It was, um, it's pretty much open. You just as many teams from each school could, could register. And then they, they didn't have a, a cap on how many entrants that you had. So you were, you know, you're fishing 250, 300 boat field. So, you know, when I when I jumped into that, that was a big, not really a culture shock, but an experience. I mean, it was the biggest tournament I'd ever fished in, you know, to that date coming from a 25, 30 boat local tournament, you know, and I was kind of just in awe at, you know, some of the boats these kids have. And, you know, I mean, I had an 18 and a half foot Skeeter at the time. So, I mean, I wasn't, you know, just in some junk, but I mean, some of these kids running around in brand new 21 foot Rangers and, you know, had the latest yeah. everything on it. And I think one of the first tournaments I went to some kids, parents, they came the way in in a helicopter. I mean, it's, just, it's just wow. that there's, there's money out there. So yeah, it was a, it was an experience to, to say the least. Travis, I, from the look on your you, face, for you those, didn't make any friends. What's that? You didn't make the friends with them. Like, come on. No, they they were kind of out of my class. You know, they they had their own personal bodyguards and stuff. Walked up to weigh-ins with them, that kind of deal. You look out with it. <laughs> we uh, Jackson, we, we get invited to. Go ahead, Jerry. I was gonna say we did get invited to a crawfish boil one time in a in Oklahoma, Adam. Gatango, I don't know if you you know Adam, but he was my partner for that tournament. And we did get invited to an Oklahoma crawfish boil. So that was kind of kind of different. Uh, yeah, I bet it was. I, I, <laughs> was it anything like a Louisiana crawfish boil? Well, how did how did that taste? It, uh, it wasn't too bad given the circumstances, to be honest. Um, the crawfish were clean. They weren't as seasoned as we would do it down here, but I think I would have given them like a solid seven and a half out of eight. Not bad. Out of ten, out of ten yeah. Not bad. YouTube, you could YouTube anything nowadays. Y'all know oh, yeah. that, you know? Exactly. You, you could find out. You could find out. So, uh, Jackson, do you have any friends that you know fish tournaments that uh that they show up in any helicopters or anything like that? No. You need, you need to make new friends. <laughs> you need to make friends with those people, apparently. <laughs> So Travis, going back to the you back to your tournament. Uh, I'm sorry. So going back to in, 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 my, my Kansas tournament that 
Yes. That was absolute train wreck. Yeah. Tell all the listeners listening so, about that tournament. What were you fishing? So this lake was a very small lake. Uh, we had an 80 boat tournament. Uh, this is uh, BASS Federal uh, uh, Nation tournament. Ten top ten boaters, top ten co-owners from each state. It was eight states. Uh, I'll go here. I'll go to the central lake that they pick, and obviously they they picked Kansas. Um, which I probably will never go back to Kansas. It'll just work. Sorry. Just not. You sound pumped about it. I have to admit. Um, it was, I mean, I fished similar things, similar lakes and similar situations, but, uh, you know, it was clear. Uh, it was a small lake. So the wind got up. I mean, one day it was, 20 to 30 with 30 mile an hour gust. I mean, you all you're doing is fishing rock points. There was no structure in the water, uh, no grass to be seen uh, ever. Uh, I mean, people were the people that caught them were lifting the dam and they were just they were just cycling through and you know, 10 to 20 boats would fish the dam, you know, and I wasn't going to do that. Uh, but in practice, I did catch. They have smallmouth, walleye, and all kinds of different other fish. I caught smallmouth before, but nothing too big. Uh, I did catch uh, a four-pound smallmouth on a three-quarter ounce, uh, actually, spinnerbait. And I was like, going, I was like, well, this is practice. I said, well, I know what I'm throwing for the rest of the tournament. Throwing a three-quarter ounce spinnerbait in 10 to 20 foot of water. Like, what else am I gonna do? So, but the the funny thing is, I don't. You, I mean, that's what happens. You go to a new lake and you go oh, to fish a small mouth and clear water. She so bought, you know, three four hundred dollars worth of bait just to those type that that type of you know conditions and fish and what they might do and you know you fish off off of you know ledges that are off these points and you. You, you, I will say the biggest problem I did, I mean, the biggest problem I did do that tournament was I didn't fish what I know. You know what I'm saying? I tried to do what you should do rather than, you know, do what I, do what you're comfortable with. So that's what, like, the, you know, those guys from Colorado, I think, was, they were a little bitty, little bitty jig heads that we catch soccer on. Like hairs on them, and that's how they were catching the fish. I'm like, I don't have that. Sorry, I'm not gonna go throw that. <laughs> like, I'm not doing that, bro. Give me, little, give me fifteen, little to, marabou fifteen to twenty. Yeah, I'm like, no, I'm not doing. Like, my coin was from Colorado. I'm like, bro. I said we got bigger soccer legs than that at the house. You know, I'm like, <laughs> and then sure enough, he catches them. A freaking fish! And I'm like, this is absolute bullshit. So, so I'm just over there throwing a three quarter ounce with a blade on, on that sucker like that, you know. And, you know, it's just one of those deals. And uh, the weather changed every day. It's, it's apparently this is Kansas. It changes every day. It blows ten to fifteen every day. And then uh, the last, the last practice day, 
it snowed five to six inches. Really? So this is one of those deals. It's like you go to a place thinking what you're going to do and end up scrapping everything and just do something you probably would do normally. And, uh, and it showed because the, you know, Louisiana as a whole finished it like after the team deal. Uh, Dave Cobell, he's moving to Nationals. He caught one fish each day of the tournament. You know, it, it I mean, half the field, zero. So that shows yeah, you how good just, of a fishery that was. So just tough all, all the way around for a bunch of Louisiana boys, it sounds like. Yeah, but, but that's the thing, though. That's what I was telling somebody. We were driving back, and I was talking to a guy who drove up there with me. I was like, you know what? Learn from it. I said, I'm probably going the rest of the year until, like, the fall. I'll probably just get, a, get my spinner rod and throw spinning cackle for the rest of the year just so that I'm not a complete idiot out there, you know? Yeah. Trying yeah, to do something definitely. that I don't do, you know? I mean, I know how to dig, cast for the bait, chatter, but, you know, I know how to do all this power fishing stuff, but it's just one of the things is, like, you got to learn how to be, you know, more versatile in those situations, which people catch them in jerk baits. I don't like jerk baits. I can work a frog all day. If I don't work a jerk bait, I'm just like, screw this. That's just not, that's, again, that's not something I do, so maybe that's something I need to practice on. So, you know, spinning a rod, throwing a little light worms around and trying to figure out how, what fits me, then, and then just pick up a jerk bait and just fish a jerk bait the whole time. Because that's the only way you're gonna get better at any of those techniques is just by throwing everything to the side. You know, I could skip a jig, you know, fifty feet, twenty feet, but I can't, I can't jerk a jerk bait twenty feet back to the boat because I'm my arms falling. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, it, it, it's just, I'm still frustrated by the tournament because it, <laughs> you could tell it, it was <laughs> a little, a little salty. It was so. It's hard to get to the region. I mean, oh, it yeah. really is. Yeah. Uh, it's a major accomplishment so, to I mean, get the there. guys. And the guys you fish against, are like you know, when I say I got, I'm, I'm gonna say this every time I got lucky in because it was just a little situational thing. I got that I lucked up and made the team. But you know, you, the guys that are there that you're fishing against are are sticks. You know, they're they are they can go anywhere catch them. But when you go up there and seven out of your ten Louisiana anglers don't even catch a fish in the tournament to wait, you know, it's it's like, well, at least I'm not that shitty. You know? Yeah, 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 good point. I'm not the only one. I'm not the only one that could be. When I got there and I've seen all the zeros, I'm like, yes, I'm not the one person that ain't catches a single <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, and nobody, nobody wants that feeling of being the only one in the group from the state that's not catching any fish, you know. So I, I could, I could imagine that's not the guy you want to be, and you know, it sounds like the whole group had a, had a rough go of it up there in Kansas for the most part, you know. How was the weather? How was oh, yeah. the weather up in Kansas? 
like, like I said, one day it was cold. Like I, I, I had to go to Walmart and get some thermals and some long slots because I didn't look at the weather going up there. I'm an idiot. But, yeah. <laughs> so, so hold on. You, you said that it was like 28, 30 degrees, something most more every morning. Uh, one day it snowed. I mean, whatever. You know, it is what it is. It was. You, you just said you sat there and four or five footers coming down the lake. You, you prepared for this tournament, and you talking about buying all this tackle I, I, and stuff, but you, you it didn't cross your mind to you know pull up the weather what? channel. And, but that's the thing, though. See, that's what you don't understand. And those clothes don't catch fish. That's what you don't understand. Oh, there we go. <laughs> no, but they keep your ass warm when you're not catching fish. I right, look, so, bro. I got some good clothes. Look. You know what else doesn't catch fish, Jared? A man who's freezing his nuts off in Kansas because he don't have the proper clothes to catch fish. Exactly. Exactly. You can't hey, catch fish bro. if you sit there like this the entire time trying to trying to work that little hair jig or whatever it was y'all were throwing. Exactly, hey, jig. That's why. Yeah. That's why. That's why I have a Lorance. That's why I have a Lorance ghost with the, with the anchor setting. I just hit the anchor thing, blowing in fifty mile an wind. I'm just sitting down front deck with my little. Thing to do this. Yeah. Not catching thing. You little ding ding rod, little ding ding rod. Oh, dude, that was. I like catching fish on it, but apparently those fish were just in a bad mood all week. <laughs> I mean, I caught one. I caught one. I caught one keeper the whole time. It was a four pounder, which was like, oh yeah, I'm just gonna throw this all day. No, and not. So, not happening. Not happening. Out of curiosity, uh, uh, what won that tournament? Doug uh, got care. Not even one bet. Not one bet. Yeah, I zero. I, I zero. I I zero. So it's like I don't care about anything else. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's true. But, hey, look, let's be honest. We've all had them days. You want to tuck tail and get the fuck home after that. You know, oh, yeah. Care. I mean, my, my first, it was, my a whole first week. Nat- it was a whole week. <laughs> all week. My my first national championship, I, I fished with LSU. It was uh, the Boat US national championship on uh, on Pickwick. And I, I knew it was going to be an offshore deal, you know, graphing the ledges. I never done that. I got out there. I tried to do it. I couldn't figure out how to do it. We caught one fish all week. It was the last day of the tournament. Some fish came up school and caught a four pounder on, on a top water. And we got back to the boat ramp. We threw them back in the water and we came back home to South Louisiana. Yeah. I mean, it's, we, we've all been there. Now, have you, you guys, you guys both fish college, and I know we kind of got off off the tackle subject. We kind of went in a different direction, but I, I think a lot of people oh, yeah, would be interested in here. Was that? I said you, you get ready for that one. That's what we go with. <laughs> but, well, okay. Well, before we before I, I'm gonna ask this question. I guess I could say I could say this. Um, both of you guys have fished from the college circuit. You've seen a lot of big-time anglers coming out of college now that are fishing professionally for a living. Uh, have you guys ever had any personal experience with some of the big names that are out there now fishing with, uh, either fishing with them or fishing against them, or uh, any guys that you may be surprised that ended up making it as far as they have now? 
And I see you shaking your head, Travis, for all of those of you watching the live stream. Travis is sitting there shaking his head. So fill us in on that, Travis, because you guys, you guys fished against a lot of big names out there, right? I fished against some stick, man. Some stick. And there, there's uh, some guys that I mean, didn't both make the Lee, surprise. both the both the Lee brothers. Uh, I mean, Zach Burr, Dustin Connell, Brandon Card. Uh, the list goes on, you know, and it's not just the like top tier ones. Like some of the, you know, some of the guys who fished the opens and stuff like that. Like that were really that's are really good. Uh, I mean, I mean, I fished a bunch of, bunch of, I got my, uh, my ass kicked, but they, I mean, we also returned it sometimes, you know, so it's kind of like, uh, you, you understand some of these, some of them, and you get, like, you talk to other people, and like, oh, what, what are they, like, how are they, how do they fish, or, you know, what do they do, what's their, background stuff like that you know some of them had money some of them had lived on the lakes and you know they fish i mean some of them in alabama so they got to fish all kinds of different stuff you know and we're over down here you know if they don't have a cypress tree or a big grass you know we could be lost if we see a rock you know uh but but those i mean the college guys that i fished against were really i mean really good uh and you can see it now you know, uh, trying to think who else. I mean, is there any guys that surprised you, Travis? That that you kind of were like, "Oh, I got this guy beat when you fished against them," but they, now you look at them and they either on MLF or they on the Bassmaster Elite Series or fishing some of the big opens. I mean, is there anybody that's caught you by surprise that made it or has had success, or maybe maybe the opposite hasn't uh, had success that you thought no. would. No, I mean, uh, it, it was mostly team deals. So, I mean, you know, me and uh, my colleague, we were fishing against these guys all the time. And uh, Andrew Upshaw, he's one that, you know, he, we fish, I fished against him a lot in other, other tournaments besides college. And, uh, you know, he was good there. He was good at Leah. He was good at Rayburn. But I didn't understand. I didn't. I didn't know if he would survive. Not say survive, but like if he would go out because that's the biggest thing when you get out of your comfort zone. Something you used to fishing. I mean, you see if guys from here fishing the elites or or uh, you know, MLF or FFLW, you know they're going fishing different. You know, like Derek Hudnall and uh, Caleb Summerall. I mean, those guys they're going to different venues, different states, and it's like. You want them to succeed, but it's like, you know, it's, it's totally different venues. I mean, case in point, I went to Kansas. Freaking Kansas. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but I think, you know, probably most the guy that uh, I was glad to see start making it and really doing was, uh, was uh, Andrew Upshaw. Uh, because I knew that I got all those, kind of, all those. They were, and they they had their head in it that, that that's what they were going to do. Uh, I believe uh, you know Dorley is just a freak. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what about you? What about you? That's Jared? the biggest thing, you know. 
You you continue, Travis. Uh, I'm sorry, Travis, if I cut you off. I thought you were J- done. J- Jacob's Jacob's no. rude like that. No. It's all good. I mean, I wait to hear. I wait to hear how good fisherman he fished against while he was in college. Man, I, to be honest with yeah. you, I didn't even uh when I registered for a tournament, I didn't even look to see who was fishing against me. Um, one name that sticks out is that I just remember is a uh, Brett Pruitt, and I think he's fishing the the Bassmaster circuit right now. He was on the MLF. I don't know which exactly circuit he's in right now. And, and and the only reason I know that name is we had the uh the BASS state tournament on uh or regional on uh the Washtenaw River out of uh, Monroe my sophomore year or freshman year at, at LSU. And there was just a name that you heard in conversation, oh, Brett Pruitt grew up here. He's going to do good. He knows this this river, you know, just in, in you know, what we call dock talk. And that's yeah. that's the only name I, I really remember. Yeah. And then there's a couple boys from the, the ULM fishing team that I'm surprised I haven't seen their names, you know, pop up on some of these circuits. Yeah, Brett Pruitt. By the way, he's fishing, uh, you know, Bassmaster Elite Series. You correct? He still is on the Elite Series, and uh, he had a pretty good show. And I think uh, the, not this past. It might have been in Gunnersville, uh, but we had a couple of good uh, good finishes this past week on Gunnersville from Louisiana. We had, uh, you know, Greg Hackney. Obviously, Hack Attack been doing it forever from right here in Gonzales, Louisiana. Absolute, you know, beast of a fisherman, well respected. And then uh, we had uh, a fairly young guy, Tyler Rivet, out of, uh, you know, uh, fish for Thibodeau uh, for uh, Nichols, you know, in college. So he he finished in the top ten this past week. And uh, they had really good showings, those guys. So I'm, I'm glad to see it, man. We have we have so much – this is actually the str- – and I mentioned this before on, on previous episodes, is that this is the strongest feel of Louisiana anglers that we've ever seen on a professional circuit that I can recall, you know. Whether it's MLF, you know, and you got, you know, Cliff and Gerald Sporier and, you know, all the guys that are fishing MLF or if it's Bassmaster Elite Series, you talked about Brett Pruitt. You got Daryl Gleason from up there in Manny up around Toledo Bend. Uh, you know, you got Derek Cudnold down here. You got a lot of guys, uh, Caleb Summerall. So it's awesome, in my opinion, to see all these Louisiana anglers competing at a national level, man. You know, yes. it says off our state, you know. Uh, Tyler Stewart out of uh, over there around Monroe, West Monroe. I believe he's on the Bassmaster circuit. Okay. Or no, he, he fishes FLW. I'm sorry, FLW. FLW? Yeah, he's he's on the FLW stuff. Gotcha, gotcha. Which FLW has actually changed now, correct? I, I, am I correct in saying that? Because I'm up to par on most of it, but FLW got bought out by guess who, guess who, uh, MLF, which is Johnny Morris and his gang. Uh, and I think now it's it's called something different, but I don't follow it as as yeah. close as I do with MLF and Bass Master, you know, Elite. Yeah, like MLF so, Five or something like that. What's <laughs> yeah? It's it's it's, it's, like it's something five big, or, big Five, ML, Big Five or something. Or, I don't yeah. Big Five. That's right. That's yeah. I think that's what it is. That's correct. I'm not big enough for that. So, man. Well, as co anglers, same kind of kind of same question as co anglers. You guys have fish. Uh, I know. I know, Travis. You have. Uh, some of the, the opens and stuff like that. You drew up with a couple of Elite Series guys, if I'm not mistaken, uh, or I know one in particular we talked about. Tell everybody who that was and how was that experience. 
Uh, well, I got officially, uh, I got it with Jacob Wheeler and uh, Jason Christie. It was 2015, 2014. Two studs. Uh, yeah, 2015. Yeah. yeah, that was, and that's what that's what people don't realize. Like, dude, like you can you say all you want. It is regular guys, man. That's all they are. They that are really good at fishing. That's all it is. Yeah. You know. Uh, I mean, me. I think me and Chrissy, we, we talked about hunting, uh, basketball, because I'm, you know, big about you know basketball stuff like that, and just you know fishing in different places and stuff. Uh, you know, just we didn't, like he was fishing effortlessly, you know, but he's just good. So it's just he just catches fish for some reason. Uh, on a spinner bait, that's actually what he's getting one. Uh, of course. Um, and Jake, you know, Jacob, he was, uh, he is, he is what everybody is. He's, he's one of the best right now. I mean, right now. And he, he hasn't changed, I don't think. Uh, two totally different people, you know, which you're not going to, I mean, not every, you know, fisherman is going to be the same mentality wise or, you know, fishing type. Uh, it, you can tell you can tell why they're good. That's the thing. You can tell you can be like you just seeing way they fish. It's like, yeah, that's something I am not doing that I need to be doing. Yeah, you can, you can pick up quick on it. Yeah, I don't know what it is because they're just like moving to you know different you know different groove than I am. Um, but it was cool because I mean, you learned you I learned some things like. Uh, Jacob, Jacob was always on the move, trying to find places, running up and down. Chris is just like, look, bro, I got an area, and we're going to dissect that sucker. You know, hey, that's two totally different deals. And it, I mean, obviously, you know, it worked for them. So, yeah. That was a cool deal. Christy, man, I saw him at Toledo Bend several years ago. This wasn't that long ago, probably in the last uh, – it was it was actually the last year that, that the Bassmaster Elite Series went down or went up to Toledo Bend. Uh, and, man, I saw Christy. We were we were there that week. We were doing a little bit of fishing uh, when those guys were practicing. And I saw him on a stretch of bank, literally. We just happened to be fishing this one area where he was catching, I guess, or you know, catching most of his fish or had found a concentration of fish. And uh, me and my best friend watched him for three or four days, and he literally beat this 150-yard stretch up for three or four days and ended up doing really well, went really well. It was him and Matt Herod, actually. And, uh, and man, they, they were fishing an area, a, a stretch of bank that was about a foot to a foot and a half of water, flipping, flipping, flipping. This, this shallow stretch of, of, of area that they were covering. And I saw him in the weigh-in, and I, taught, I, I stopped him, and I said, man, I seen you in there yesterday and the day after that. I said, I've seen you all week in there, and we've been fishing for fun as well, just trying to stay away from you guys so we don't interfere. And he said, yep. He said, man, all, all I need is a foot of water. He said, and I could catch him in a foot of water. He was, I mean, he was just that confident with it, you know? And it, that was his game plan. He stuck with it all week while we saw him, you know? So it's pretty neat. It was pretty cool to, to see a guy pound that water for that many days straight and catch fish that many days straight, you know? That just shows you how dialed in those guys his, are. 
So uh, he, you know, those guys can just find the way they they want to catch him because he obviously that's what he want how he wants to catch him. That goes my, like I say, like you got to find a way that you are comfortable fishing, and if you can find something similar to that, then that's going to be the deal. You know, and that's what I've learned. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I, I kind of agree. Are y'all? You're not, you're not going. You're not going to win everything, but if it does set up correctly, you might have a shot. Right, that, and that, that's going to be your best chance at you know setting yourself up is doing something that you're comfortable in and just hoping that you get that you know that twenty thirty percent chance of luck that it that it takes um, for what you find to your strengths to set up during the course of that tournament to you know to ultimately you know, push you over the edge and get you what you need rather than, you know, rather than like you said, going off to some oddball place that you've never been to and trying to ditch everything that you've ever known and ever done to pick up a new technique that's supposed to work at this place that you're, you're going to and, you know, throwing all these jigs and stuff that you've never even seen, you know, it's, it's going to be hard to be competitive like that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, are you guys, as we get close to closing up here for, for this episode, guys, are you guys surprised by the the guys who made the move a couple of years ago to MLF and then now you're starting to see them trickle back to bass? Is that something that, that you're surprised to see? The guys that have done it, like Brandon Polinick, Gerald Swindle, uh, Jason Christie. We t- Javis was talking about Jason Christie. Uh, what's y'all thoughts on that? I'm honestly not surprised. I kind of was expecting to see it happen. You know, the, the no entry fee, big payout, you know, the, the money aspect kind of had a big drawing power, drew a lot of guys to the MLF style tournament. And, you know, it was a a format that they just show up and catch them. You know, you catch them, you're going to do good. You don't have to worry about finding, you know, five big fish. You just get on a pattern and, you know, play the numbers game. But at the end of the day, I think every kid's dream growing up that's in the sport of bass fishing is to to go fish a Bassmasters Classic or ultimately be a classic champion. And, you know, with that being said, you know, I think after they went to MLF and they, they fished the MLF, they kind of realized that they might have been getting away from their ultimate goal that they put for themselves at the very beginning of their career and are starting to, you know, make the swap back to, you know, the Bassmaster series. And I, th- I think Gerald Swindle had kind of said something along those lines about why he, um, or no, I'm sorry. It was Paulina that said something along the lines of why he went back. Cause he, he kind of realized that his dream, was to win a classic and that's kind of what he fished for his entire life and to swap to MLF was kind of going against, you know, everything he's ever strived to do. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. What about you, Travis? You surprised by some of those moves or not really? No, those guys, they all came back. They just want to catch big, bro. That's all they want to do. They want to catch big fish, bro. They're not, they want to put five, five, six pounders on the scale. You know what I'm That's all they want to do. You can look at Pat, you can look at Chris, you can look at Pollinick. Those guys have always been known to go for those big fish. I mean, you got Pollinick throwing free, free glide bait. 
Yeah, half you throwing a jig half the half the, half the time, either a frog or a jig in his hand. And you know, Chris, he's he he's he wants to beat you with five yeah. five fish. You don't want you don't want to be somebody who catches a thousand little one pounders. You know, two pounders. You know, he's like he want to catch. He just wants to catch big fish. And you know, that's just the name of the game, man. Nobody wants yeah. to come in. With, nobody wants to see you catch a hundred one and a half pounders. But you come in with five, four pounders, five, you know, five, five pounders. I mean, like, who doesn't want to see that? But it's also the aspect that a lot of people, I think, a lot of the anglers, they miss the interaction of bringing yeah. fish to the scale and getting excitement. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Yeah, I was about to ask you is. that. You want, you, want, you, want, you want to come in and see all the guys you fish against and be like, look, I'll beat y'all back. Watch, bump, put on That's what it is, man. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I, I that, that's what you fish for. You know, you want you want to walk up on that yeah. stage, and you just you want to drop that bag on that scale, and that's that's where a lot of the you know the joy and the excitement comes from. Not you know, y'all both can right, y'all both can attest to this. You know, y'all y'all both fish tournaments. There's nothing like walking up to the to the scales and you know, dropping a sack on them and, you know, be like, Hey, you did good, but I did better. You know, booyah hey, look, kind, of, kind of deal. I don't do it much. But when I do, I make sure everybody knows. You know? Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. It's like, look at me. It, it's my time. You know? Yeah. I mean, that's what it is. And, uh, I mean, some of those guys are in it for different reasons, like, you know, money wise, uh, sponsor wise, but you know, when it comes down to it, you know, the guys who made yeah. the switch back were already solidified. Yeah. You yeah, know, I, their careers. Think, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I, I think the MLF kind of offers a another venue for new guys to come up through through the ranks. But, I mean, at the end of it, the Bassmaster Classic will always guys. be the – Yeah, yeah. And, you know, the Bassmaster Classic, that's always going to be the Bassmaster Classic. It's going to be, you know, probably the most recognizable – trophy that you can win in the bass fishing industry yeah well because you have a venue you bring the fish in you have the excitement behind it you know that's what it's about you know and that's not that not knocking the the Elizabeth press or whatever uh i mean dustin kind of else wants three hundred thousand dollars you know that's nothing you know yeah skimp over but you know you miss the excitement of uh of the interaction with the with the fans because I mean that's really what drives the sport you know fans sponsors sponsors to see you know see that the fans are interacting to it it's all about business man that's that's what it is it's just straight up business. oh yeah one hundred percent agree we lost like we lost Jacob he he got tired of yeah bullshit Jacob's Jacob's missing an action I don't know you know what's I mean, going I on you know I mean I have enough time to go get another beer but you know I don't want to skimp out you know. Yeah, I, I think you may uh, be able uh-huh. to go grab grab me another one. Uh, Jacob's got the itinerary on what we're supposed to be discussing. We're, he uh, he's driving uh, this thing. We're, <laughs> uh, he's driving it to the ground. That's what it looks like. Yeah, <laughs> drove it right off the cliff. Uh, I mean, straight into the straight into the water. Now we got now we got to you know float around. Swim. And we can't even, can't even swim. You know, there's nowhere to go. We're just sitting here. We're just sitting here waiting for. You know, so I pick up, you know, bobbing up and down like a cork. That that's 
Well, I'll tell you what, bro. I'm the last one to get here, but I'm the only one prepared. I'll tell you what. The only thing I'm not prepared for is I got I only have one beer. God damn it. He Jacob says he lost the internet connection. That may be the um the same reason Jake uh Jackson been cutting in and out. See, that's I told you. I need to pay y'all bills, bro. Hey, my bills are paid up. Mine. Hey, look. My, my, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hey, I, I got to get on y'all. Uh, you see, Jackson, what happens? Jackson's played too many uh, damn video too games. Too many video games. Burnt up all his, uh, all his Wi-Fi. And look, I, stream, I, got about, I got about six things streaming at one time. Just you can't have kids, so. I get the I get that mega package. I get that mega that oh, yeah. gigabyte package. Yeah. Your internet better not go down. You you're probably a VIP the with the if my internet goes down. We just gotta get car drive somewhere. So that there's no there's no yeah. Or lock my side. Lord. Oh man! What's going on? I don't know. I I texted him. He's 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 trying to trying to join join back in. Well, he's the only one that can let himself in, right? I I guess I I don't <laughs> I don't know how this works. He oh, just texted me. Y'all still on? Yeah, we uh buying time for him. What uh? This shit. We on an hour fifteen in. Damn, I ain't really. These people, whoever's watching, all two people that are watching is looking at my face all the damn time. They've got something better else to do, bro. I'm just letting you know. There's got to be something better yeah. else to do. I mean, we're, what we're the, sitting what here. Was the, what, what was the last time? What was the last thing I remember? I'm start. I ain't worried about it. I mean, we're, we're sitting here talking to a computer, so, I mean, there's apparently we couldn't find anything better to do. So maybe there's people out there listening to us talk to our computers. Who, who knows? Oh God! I mean, nine o'clock on a Wednesday night, and they got us two nutcases out here trying to give out advice. <laughs> advice that nobody wants. What's the last? What's the last thing I said right there? What's that? What's the last thing he got on there? Oh, on the oh, let's see. He he sent it to us. Let's let's pull it up. Um. I'm we went over the Rangers. So, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, does expensive fishing equipment make you a better? Oh, athlete? that's just give that. you an advantage. That's that's the whole. Look, we, gonna get, the, look, the we, main, can, we can wait. Yeah, we can wait till he gets. But I say we can wait till back, but he'll, he'll get on. But I'm gonna go ahead and start this shit. Um, yeah, cause that that's the main topic of tonight. I think that's why everybody, the two people that are watching us, I think that's why they're watching us. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, me and J- J- Jacob came over to the house and we were talking. Uh, uh, just on this last, this is me being me. Have I have opinions about everything? Some people don't like them. Some people don't mind listening because they're full of shit. Uh, but uh, um, so I was talking to uh, Jacob about you know like I got oh, oh oh there he is hey Jackson says he's here but oh, oh man listen Jackson oh I can hear you wait where, where's your head I say, you, we had a little malfunction with the internet apparently so 
Thank you, you guys. Look, right, go, ahead, go, ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. What's that? Go ahead. Go, you pay can, go ahead. Go pay it. That's fine. You got time. <laughs> hey, you, you can apologize, but we, we've been providing some wholesome entertainment, so you're, you're good. You can just. That's all. We were, about that's, to, that, that, we were, we were getting back on that the last itinerary. Thing, uh, so uh, I, I just started, but if you want to go ahead and do it. No, we were in close and we were about to wrap it up. So you guys did exactly what what y'all what y'all helped me out to do. So I appreciate that. Uh, so we're not even gonna we're not even gonna talk about the main topic. Can I, can, can, I, can I just like give my little my little spill about the main topic? Go ahead, go ahead with your main topic. I know, I know, we got to okay. go ahead with that. So look, you know, and good, you know, good friend of mine. I, I was messing, with, I was fucking with him for for a little good bit. <laughs> I said, look, bro, I said, you got a fifty, $50,000, $45,000 boat, and you got about $500 worth of rod and reel combos. I'm like, bro, you got to step your stuff up. If you can afford a $40,000, $50,000 boat, you can afford and at least a $150 rod, a $100 reel, $150. So you've got to have good equipment if you want to compete in high level tournaments because in my case i'm not gifted i'm not like a great fisherman but if i have better equipment it might put an edge it, you know i might feel an extra bite i might be able to cast better you know i have i mean half my i'm pretty sure my rod reels i'll just say my equipment is worth more than my boat you know what i'm saying yeah, I mean, so I mean, like, I, I would agree. I would agree with you on the, you know, the the rods and the reels. As far as you know, you you spend a little bit of extra money. I'm not saying go drop five hundred dollars on a reel or five hundred dollars on a rod, but if once you get up into that, you know, two hundred dollar range reels, two hundred dollar range rods, yes, you, you open yourself up to so many more options. You can get kind of some rods that are more technique specific that are going to serve. You know specific purposes a little Absolutely. bit better. Um, as far as baits it, go, I mean, I don't see an advantage there. But with the rod, main, mainly the rods, I would say, you go okay. from a hundred dollar rod okay. to two hundred dollar rod. You want, are you going? Are you going to use lead weights or you use tungsten weights? Tungsten. <laughs> are you? Are you? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Oh, are you no, going to use I, the original? Chatter, are you going? Do you have the original chatterbait? Do you have jackhammer chatterbait? Exactly. Original. Original. <laughs> oh, you so many. I have. I have hey, Delta look, Lures, I'm just saying. Delta Lures I'm just saying. And I have jackhammer chatterbait. I want, but yeah. the jackhammer chatterbait I have, I bought to see if it was but even you went, worth. But the, but the point the I'm saying is, you went ahead, you went ahead and spent that extra sixteen to twenty dollars for. What? I did. I did. Yeah, I did. I'm not, saying everybody, I'm not saying high, everybody. I'm not saying everybody. It's higher quality. It's higher quality. So you thought, okay, if I have some high quality, it'd be easy, it it might perform better, get more bite. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And I'm just saying. Okay. I'm, not, I'm using that as an example. Right, right. Yeah, you're playing devil's you know advocate. I, I get it. But you know, yeah. since we're on the topic, what on a jackhammer chatterbait is higher quality than what is on a regular chatterbait? The the hook the hook's just uh, a thinner uh, hook. The it's a gamakachi so, hook, the, but it's a thinner hook. The way, the way, the way the that's, look, 
I it, it acts completely different, different situations. It, it's a completely the, different. Rate. The that jackhammer has things that was thought out on, and I'm not saying you have to throw a jackhammer. I'm just saying the right. the, the components on that bait. You know the original. You have people. You have problems with the hook breaking. You had uh, the eye, the uh, blade coming out the eye because it wasn't recessed. You know, you have no hook keep. You didn't have no uh, trailer keepers. So all the stuff that adds on, you know, you can spend that extra money for the better quality stuff. Because like, I, and I'm not saying going to a pond fish. I'm talking about like fishing against high level, you know, competition. You know, right. because you don't want to have just as good or better than everybody else. Because it, it will give you, I mean, as a, it's a mindset thing. Like, you, if you, you feel want to equal. these guys, you, you know they equal. have that. Yeah. Yeah, you, 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 mean, feel you, like you you're, have you're to, equal. Yes, you have to put your equal playing field. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to, I'm not going to go fish, uh, you know, open with, you know, $70 academy rods, you know, and, you know, $50, $60 reels. Hey, look, you just missed it. I said, I'm not going fishing open. I'm spending $1,500 an entry fee and about another three grand just to go fishing. You know what I'm saying? I got you. I got I you. mean, if you got that much money tied up in an entry fee and travel expenses, you know, you, you want to make sure. Yeah. You should be able to afford yeah. decent, decent equipment. You know Correct. what I'm saying? So, so that co-angler that you gave all that trouble to, did he go out and buy some nice rods and reels and go along with his nice boat? Hey, look, I love because, him. Because wait, know, didn't you, didn't I was you messing, sing I, him? I was messing with him. You were messing with him. I was him messing with him pretty good, but guess what? I gave him, <laughs> look, I said, I gave him some of my rod. I gave him five of my rod and reel combos. I said, look, take these, go t- go fish with them. I don't, because I don't fish. I got kids. I, I don't have a tournament for a long time. I don't even, whatever. I don't even fish anymore. I said, go say, and tell me if you see a difference. And it was, I mean, I knew exactly what he was going to say. He said, those are some badass setups. I'm like, yeah, it makes yeah. a difference. Yeah, And I, I would difference. 100% agree. You know, we do a lot of punching down here. You go buy a $100 punching rod and a $100 reel, and you put it on that punching rod, and you punch for an entire day with a seven-and-a-half-foot rod. Right. I mean, the end of the day, you're worn out. You, you, you're yeah, exhausted. No doubt. Now, right it's the yeah. same thing. If I give if if I give you my three hundred fifty dollar punch rod, you're not gonna feel it all day, and you're gonna be able to right. set the hook on that fish at the end of the day, the last cast, the last punch, because you're not worn out. Right. Yeah. yeah you, you're not saying that whole, you whole more, more bite. I agree with that too. Yeah. 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 That's just that's just how, and that's not the same. That, that's my point is. I am instinctively, I don't think I'm as good as some other people, but I want to put the best, I want to put as much in my favor as I can. Right. C- control the variables that you can control. I mean, that's, yeah. that's what fishing is about. You, you control everything you can control and setting yourself up with, with the best equipment that you can feasibly afford. So the example, and then the, let everything the else fall like into place. The beginning of we were talking about the high schoolers. I'm not saying the high schoolers need that. They need to learn what feels heavy, what feels good, what actions feel. And then I make my own money. I can buy what I want. 
Jackson's not going to go to Jacob and say, hey, I, I want the same step as that. Uh, uh, Jacob will look at him like, what the hell wrong with you? I ain't got nothing like that. Academy Raw. Yeah. But that's what I'm and, saying. Right. <laughs> that's what he needs because he needs to learn. Not, that's not what he need. needs. And, and no, he I'm needs saying, to develop like his own style of fishing as well. That was a joke. Oh, okay. <laughs> but no, that's no, it, it's, 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 but it's, but it's true. I mean, it's like, that's what, the, I mean, that's, I guess, closing the whole aspect of what we were talking about at the beginning of this thing. The high schoolers don't need a $50,000 boat. Yeah. I, I paid 14000 for my boat. Now, I put on some stuff on it that's, that's better suited, that, that, that puts me in a better position to catch fish. Because a boat really is just to get you there. Right, yeah, a, a boat's a boat if you, at the end of the day. Uh, I mean, that's what I'm saying. My equipment is probably worth just as, about half or more, more than half my boat is. You know what I'm saying? Okay. But I don't have a sixty. I don't have a $60,000, $70,000 boat with $2,000 worth of equipment to use. You know what I'm saying? Now, Jared, what, what Travis forgot to mention in that story where he was shaming his co-angler is that a little later, whenever his co-angler seen his boat, Travis's boat, he gave him a little shaming back because of the oh, yeah. of his boat. <laughs> yeah. So he, so he comes up. He got called out on that one also. So this guy, well, hold on, let me, let me read why this dude comes up says, hey, man, <laughs> I'm going to pump gas. And he's got a, you know, he's got a brand new, you know, skater, you know, Diesel truck, you know, nice four diesel truck. You know, hey man, you, you, your seats look pretty bad. You might need to change them. So, why don't you go ahead and buy me one of them? Give me a new boat. But he, he's got he's got a brand new Skeeter. A big but, still, but, but that's the thing is, but but that's the but that's the thing though. We, we're still we're at the same regional. You know what I'm saying? We're fishing against each other. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, dude, like it doesn't matter what you have. It's the because the boat's not what gets the fish in the boat. You 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 know rod the really the rod reels what gets the fish in the boat. Mostly the rod. Now, I say mostly the rod. I was about to say not, not, now. Let me ask you. In my opinion, my opinion, the rod is way more important. I was but, about to I was about to ask you that question because I I agree one hundred percent. and it's a valid. I, mean, I use But see, like I use Dobbins rods, right? I've been there for like eleven years, but they have. The, the, all these different levels of rods uh, from, I mean, hundred, you know, hundred dollar, hundred ten dollar rods, all the way to five hundred fifty dollar rods. I started out with the low ones and then worked my way up because I could guess what? I started working, getting more money, more money, and just selling, you know, getting trading them out, getting new ones. And it makes, and I mean, it makes a difference when you go to that next level of from hundred to hundred fifty to hundred sixty to two hundred dollar rod. I mean, it's a total yeah. difference. Oh, I mean, yeah. I agree, especially, you know, if you're fishing all day, you know, practicing long hours, you know, sun up to sundown just about or to whenever your legal practice hours in and then tournament day, you don't want to be worn out at the end of the day. I mean, you, you want to be comfortable. You don't want to sit there and feel like you're holding a broom, broom in your hand all day. You want something that's from on day number five of the entire event, your, your that's arms just my are... opinion, you know, because a lot of people, a lot of people think differently, but like that's just my that's my personal opinion. Like I I I told a guy I said would you I said would you rather 
catch 10 fish that you felt bite? Or would you rather have have caught or felt 15 bites? Because with this rod, you can feel a fish lick that sucker. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This one, you yeah. ain't going to feel it. I can, and then if you got that right around the right with from your floor carbon, and I can tell if that's a stump or that's a rock. You know what I'm saying? That's the that's the you know that's the difference. That's what the, I mean. The pros they're they're just good. They can fish whatever they want. They're just that good. You yeah. know, but I just think if I put more, you know, into my control. Yeah, I mean. Like, like you said, you're not, you know, you're not hey, the but, best out there. But I look, I'm, can... a t- I, I, I'm a tight ass. I don't spend the money. I don't spend money. But I got some oh, nice I... rods <laughs> to let you know. Yeah, because how long it took? How long it took Just for you to find a boat that you wanted? I mean, it took you what two or three years for you to finally buy a boat. Yeah, it was it was bad, bro. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, hey, look. I talked the guy down about five hundred, five hundred dollars, and I was ready to roll. Yeah, and you turned around and bought a Dobbins rod with it. But and it, it goes to the same thing. Like you get you get a new you get a new trolling motor, right? Okay, you you got a regular four tracks that you push whatever. Uh, I upgraded to the uh, the Lowrance Ghost. It's it's on it's on a different level. From what I was used to. Yeah. So I mean, it's one less thing you got you got to think about too. You know, you pull up to now, a point, you hit about, a button. It's about two thousand dollars more. It's about fifteen hundred dollars more. But the guys fishing that point out in fifteen miles an hour, they're sitting at that point, they're able to cast, and I'm over here fighting how to keep it in a spot with my foot. Yeah, you know, you, they're more e- efficient than you are. You know, they're getting the mo- more out of their their time on the water. Whereas, if you're sitting there having to fight that trolling motor, you're having to look at your graph, make sure you're on, you're still on the right spot. Look at look around you, make sure your boat's not drifting. On top of making sure you're casting where you need to cast, making sure you're feeling your bites when you're feeling your bites, rather than just pulling up, pressing a button, standing on your deck, and fishing like you're standing on a pond bank. I mean, that's like you can't How about this one? How about forward facing sonar? Yeah. Exactly. You gotta have that. You have yeah, to now have if you're gonna if you're gonna compete. Yeah. If you're gonna compete yeah. at a high level, this is what I'm talking about. This is what I'm talking about. Anything high level against where like, a competition that you're gonna feel if you don't do well, you're gonna feel some type of way for a long time. Just like me. I, I'm so pissed off at Kansas. I hate Kansas. But like, I love that's what it's gonna do. Like, if you have to, if, well, I hell, can right? But everybody who's saying this example, that's I mean, that's just my opinion. Like, some people probably can get, get away with you know using. I'm not saying you have to have that. I'm just saying putting more variables in your control is is better than me getting my ass up every week. If yeah. you know half, if you know half the team out there fishing against you, can look at their graph and say, "Oh, there's a fish following my bait." Wouldn't you like to be able to know that? Yeah, no doubt, yep. no doubt, no doubt. But guess what? Well, God, you yeah. can put you can one more. You can put that on a fourteen thousand dollar <laughs> boat or an eighty thousand dollar boat. That's what I'm saying. 
Yeah. So you're saying prioritize your equipment over the boat. You get a boat that's comfortable. Guess, hey, look, you if you got one more, look, one more thing, it's like if you have a boat problem, you can't go any, you can still fish by a launch. I want to turn into fishing by a launch. Like, hey, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Put a trolling rod down and fish. That's all. That's a good point. It's been done before. It has been done before. That's for sure. I agree. Well, I mean, look, you've been, you've been talking to me for an hour and a half. That's what, I feel bad. Look, guys. Hey, we made a. We we could probably continue this conversation. We could we could probably do another episode here shortly and continue on this. But we have touched on a lot of good points this week. Uh, I, hey, I just want to thank you guys personally for being on the show this week. I know it means a lot to me. Um, and I think the listeners are really going to enjoy the conversations we had this week. A lot of good information we talked about. Man. Sounds like the kiddos kind of died down too, Travis. You don't, you don't hear them? Uh, seems like they might have passed out, man. You heard them? You heard them? Beck's going to be like, could you talk any louder? <laughs> so... Uh, well, but that's well, the thing, though. I'm giving. I hey, look. I'm giving out high quality stuff for free, bro. This is, uh, you know, I'm just letting y'all know this is high quality stuff. This is the mind. Of, this is my mind. <laughs> it's different. How many beers in are you now? If you don't mind me asking. Uh, I wish. I wish I was one more, but uh, you <laughs> ducked out on me. I'm had- trying to get out with. We had to keep the show rolling when you, when you went absent. Yeah, man. Like dude, right, we don't man. stop hey. nothing. You we got don't stop for nothing. You got one show a week, and the internet drops completely. I don't think I've ever had the internet drop completely. So go. Yeah, I'm, hey, I'm losing my. I'm, like, I'm losing my buzz. You know, this is this is. Uh, <laughs> you need you need to invest in better my internet, mind. Jacob. Yeah, lucky that's my mouth don't go as fast as my mind. That'd be very bad. <laughs> well, look, guys, I had a blast with y'all. Thank y'all so much for being on the show, as always. Uh, I hope we get to do this again soon, man. We'll try to get us on again. Well, next time we get some hot topics, let's uh, get together and talk about it. But uh, but thank y'all so much. We appreciate it. Uh, tuning in to this week's episode of Last Stop Waterfowl Outdoors. This will be up on all our favorite streaming platforms, guys. So whether it's uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Wherever you get all your favorite podcasts, check us out. Last Stop Waterfowl Outdoors. And, guys, until next time, we will see y'all on the flip side. Jared, Travis, thank y'all again, man, for being on Cheers. the show this week. We really appreciate no, it. No problem. You're, you're welcome. <clears throat> I'm going to plug myself. You know, like Jacob mentioned earlier with Farm Bureau, Bro Bridge, I don't know if it's going to register, but 332-1122. So 337 code. just give me a shout. Give him a shout. He'll hook y'all up with some boat insurance or whatever insurance you're looking for, guys. Hey. I am I am the man. Uh, he is hey, the look, man. I like, to, I like to hook you up with stuff up here. I don't know if you want that. Good enough. Good enough, guys. Hey, I, we can even talk fishing. Come in my office. That's we'll right. talk fishing, hunting, whatever you want. That's right. We'll talk to, We'll talk whatever you want to talk, man. Just buy some insurance from me. You ain't even got to buy. <laughs> Just come by. It, it gets lonely sometimes. That's right. Well, guys, we're going to sign off here. This is all. We went way over what we were expected to go over. So we're going to call it a night. I told you. And, uh, we'll hope Premium content, baby. That's right. Everybody, oh. y'all have a good night, guys. Hope y'all enjoyed the show. Take care. Later. <laughs>